is the Wrestling Outsiders Podcast. Here are your hosts. Here are your hosts. Here are your Emerson Whitner. Emerson. Oh yeah. Yes. 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 And Brian Whitney. Oh, how much does that guy weigh? of the Wrestling Outsiders podcast. I am, of course, your host, the one and only Emerson Whitner, here on the longest-running weekly episodic podcast that broadcasts from my apartment. And I'm joined this week by my brother, my co-host, the man who's finally here for the first time in a month, uh, Brian Whitner. Brian, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing great. I'm looking forward to this episode very much so. Why? Because you really enjoyed that episode of Tough Enough last night? I did thoroughly enjoy the episode of Tough Enough last night that I watched approximately two hours ago. Yes, yes. Uh, We're going to be talking about Tough Enough later tonight. Uh, We were two of the one million people who watched the show. The ratings have gone down. We'll laugh about TNA. Slammiversary (laughs) was this past weekend. We'll talk about how how Matt Hardy did three ladder matches in three days, and so much more. Oh, and... Really, did he? Yeah, yeah. They taped... um, Spoiler alert, by the way, not that anybody gives a shit. Um, No, we never do. They taped, like, eight weeks of impact on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday last week before the Slammiversary pay-per-view. And Matt Hardy did... He did a ladder match, a full metal mayhem match, and then he did the King of the Mountain match on Sunday. Makes sense to me. Oh, yes. and I know, I know there's lots of people wondering after how much I do weigh. I weigh a slim 265 pounds. <laughs> that, that, that's not fair. You're the host only weighs half the amount. The what? The other host only weighs half the amount. Yeah, okay, Emerson. I'm a slim trim one thirty two. Keep telling yourself that. I did just now, didn't you hear me? No, not quite. Okay. I weigh one thirty two. Okay. Did you hear me then? Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so in about five minutes, we're gonna be joined by one of the most hated reality show stars in the history of TV. He was a contestant. He was a contestant on Survivor, Pearl Island. He came back and did, um, uh, I think it was Fans vs. Favorites. And then, and also, 
He got paid a lot of money to do a lot of nothing in TNA. Johnny Fairplay is going to be joining us in just a few minutes, Brian. Yes. Yes, another another brilliant uh, interview set up by yours truly, Brian Whitner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, while we've got that out of the way, um, a couple cheap plugs. First of all, and we and I don't get paid for this, but I might as well play the actual thing here. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. WrestleCrates.com. Go to WrestleCrates.com. It, they send every month a mystery box full of wrestling goodies, and they've got different options. It's a monthly subscription. I just got my first WrestleCrates. I got a, uh old-school wrestling T-shirt uh, that was designed like the Old Spice logo. I got a wrestling comic book. I got its headlocked, The Last Territory, with artwork by Jerry the King Lawler. I got a a signed print of Marty Skrull, who some of you might recall from TNA British Boot Camp fame. I also got the ROH DVD Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team, the Anthology Volume 1, Charlie Haas and Shelton Benjamin, with a bunch of their great tag matches in ROH. And it's every month they've got different subscription levels. And, again, they're not paying me a dime to tell you this. It's a quality product, and I strongly recommend you go out and subscribe. Brian, have you subscribed yet? Is that free? No, I just I just told you you have to pay. It's a week it's a monthly subscription. Oh, then I'm not gonna do it. I thought I thought it was for free. That's why I told you to sign me up what? for it. Why the hell would it be free? What how are they gonna make any money if it's free? I don't know, I thought it was free. <laughs> it costs thirty one dollars and ninety nine cents a month for myself and the goodies that you get uh, have a combined price of way more, $31. Oh, yeah, I also got a Macho Man Randy Savage vinyl pop. Those things cost $15, $20 a piece. Oh, I hear. You could, you could sell these things on eBay if you, were, uh, if you wanted to and make back your money and then sell. Is that what you're going to do? No. I've already worn the shirt. I've got my Randy Savage vinyl pop next to my Undertaker and my CM Punk vinyl pops. And, yeah. And my Sheldon Cooper. My Sheldon Cooper, my Queen Elsa is over there, too. You're one weird kid. Yeah. Oh, God. So Vince already has his mind made up for the top six matches at WrestleMania next year. And I saw that. Yes. However, of course, no one actually knows what they are outside of the match he wants to do, and he can't do unless uh, UFC President Dana White allows it, that, of course, being The Rock and Ronda Rousey teaming up to face Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. Or... The Rock versus Triple H and Ronda Rousey versus Stephanie McMahon is also thrown out there. I can't like imagine them doing it. I can't imagine them doing two singles matches, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. You never know. No, and, of course, you know, plans change. And, you know, Dana White wouldn't let Brock Lesnar 
do WrestleMania uh, when he was under contract. So I honestly, I really doubt he'll let Ronda Rousey wrestle. But we'll see, uh, won't we? Yes. And not trying to change this subject or anything, but I have our official blog, talkradio.com, slash Wrestling Outsiders webpage up. And you really need to change the picture because I'm looking at um, Wednesday nights at 11 p.m. is when we go on air, and that's not true. No one looks at the damn picture, Brian. Ah, yes, they do. I did, obviously. Uh-huh. And thank you for pointing this out here on the air, Brian, and not telling it to me later. Yeah, you're welcome, anytime. No problem. I just noticed it. I can't wait to... I just noticed it. And you know you know my horrible memory, so, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I almost uh, clicked the hang-up button, just to let you know. <laughs> Thanks, Emerson. All right, so let's... Uh... Give our guest a call, shall we? I'm really excited for this, folks. Alrighty. Let's pull up that phone number and give it a call. Please enjoy this Verizon ringback tone while your party is reached. Well, you can tell everybody. Yeah, you can tell everybody. Yo. Hi, Johnny Fairplay. How's it going? Not too bad. Emerson Whitner of the Wrestling Outsiders podcast here. Uh, how are things with you tonight? Good, good. You ready to go? I'm ready. Uh, we're live on the air. My brother Brian is here. Brian, say hi. Hi, Johnny. Thank you for How's getting How's it going? Me. I'm doing good. Great. Awesome. Well, first of all, we've got to ask you the number one question that People around the world are probably wondering, is your grandmother still alive? Oh, wow. Topical. I I, uh, I proposed on stage uh, with Luke Bryan to my uh, fiancé uh, last Wednesday night. It would probably be a, a more important question, but uh, I guess, uh, yeah, my grandma's fine. <laughs> well, congratulations on your uh, uh, engagement. Uh, ha- Thank you. I guess uh, you're going well. Um, do you have any? Do you have the date set yet? Uh, next year. Okay. Cool. Very broad range of days there. So, uh, okay. Yep. <laughs> um, Brian, who were some? Of your, who were some of your favorite wrestlers growing up? Besides, obviously, the Nature Boy, Ric Flair. Uh, Flair, Piper, uh, Midnight Express, um, Warrior. Um, uh, Bushwhackers. <laughs> so, I've had the opportunity to to become friends with uh with with all of them except for the Warrior. So, actually, yeah. no, I take that back. Uh, I I met the Warrior at RussellCon, uh, a uh, year before last, and New uh, Orleans. I, uh, no, uh, God, I guess three, uh, New York. And uh, he uh, he was familiar. He was familiar with my work, so uh, I guess I guess that counts. <laughs> so, but the other the other guys I, I, I spent quite a bit of time with. That's awesome. Now, um, of course, you obviously were a wrestling fan for decades at this point. Um, what were some of your favorite matches or your favorite shows they recall from growing up, or even that you attended live? Um, I I started going to the Greensboro Coliseum at age four with my dad. And then uh, starting back, uh, 
uh, around the, the Horseman days in like '86, uh, I was going to the Greensboro Coliseum uh, pretty much every month, every other month. So, and then uh, uh, I believe it was right before WrestleMania II, I called a WWF show in, in Richmond, Virginia. So I called uh, it was a play, or sorry, it was a Hogan versus uh, Savage in the main event. Uh, the the big uh, uh, it's just a house show deal, um, but the the big feuds at the time were uh, uh, were Junkyard Dog and uh, Terry Funk. Uh, mm, okay. Good stuff. So around eighty five, eighty six ish. Um, yeah. And um, uh, memories, uh, memories of getting started in the wrestling business as a Roddy Piper's assistant, or just working with Piper. Um, it was a pretty crazy gig. I mean, you know, it's, uh, it's Roddy Piper. He's, it's, uh, uh, we spent a, a, a lot of time, um, meeting with, uh, uh, directors and, and, uh, agents and stuff about, uh, like, you know, straight to DVD movies. So did a lot of that. Okay. And then the XWF started. So, uh, I was there for the XWF tapings. So that was, that was, uh, a lot of fun. So, uh. Crazy, crazy, uh, crazy nights. Uh, Mr. Perfect and 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 uh, Greg Valentine and, and myself uh, spent a, spent several nights going out. <laughs> so good, good time. I can imagine, especially with Perfect, uh, what those nights must have been like. Oh yeah, um, yeah. No, he was uh, he, he, he's a, he's a prankster. <laughs> <laughs> Um, now, around that time, uh, a little bit after the XWF, um, was when you fi- was when you ended up on Survivor. Um, tell us about the process of applying for Survivor, and eventually being casted on uh, the Pearl Island season. I, I was never uh, I never applied. I was uh, I was living in L.A. and uh, I was at a gas station with the chicks, and uh, I was on the corner having a smoke. This uh, white Volvo locked up the brakes. And uh, pulled in. She said, "You mind if I ask you a crazy question?" I said, "You're hot. Why not?" She said, "You ever watch Survivor?" I said, "No. They're a bunch of losers." She said, "I'm the casting director." I said, "That sucks for you." So I'm offering you one in 16 chance at a million dollars. I said, "Whatever." She said, "I think you'd be perfect." I said, "Tell me something I don't know, honey." And that was it. I was cast. Um, so go, so go to Los Angeles, look for a white Volvo with a hot chick in it, and you're just saying you just got on it. Yeah, that's it. Well, I mean, no, I mean, I, I'm I'm pretty sure that uh, whoever whoever uh, sees that white Volvo won't have the same answers I do, or or the confidence, or the look, or anything else that I brought to the table. So, no, I I, I doubt any of your chances <laughs> in the same scenario. <laughs> I try. Um, you definitely stand out, Johnny. We'll tell you that. Um, Thank you. And. Like, how much fun was it the first time you were on? Because, you know, watching it, looking back, you looked like you were having a ball, just being like a total ball buster on the show. And just it, you're out of hundreds and hundreds of people who've been on that show, you're always one of the most memorable people for, you know, for a lot of reasons, really. But uh, how was it, you know, just being out there for six weeks? It was horrible. <laughs> I mean, you're, 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 you know, you're, you're miserable. You're bored. You can't trust anyone, you know. So I, 
I, I went in with ulterior motives. I, I wanted to be the biggest bad guy in the history of reality television. And, uh, and I, I feel that I accomplished that goal. So, but now as, as far as going out and having fun, I mean, I, I, I created my moments, you know, I, I uh, you know, what, what a lot of people don't know is like, you know, when, when you hear me say the, the, the wrestling catchphrases and stuff like that, that all, all that was supposed to be was a drinking game with, with, uh, me and my buddy. Every time I say a wrestling reference, you have to drink at home when you're watching. So that's all that was. Uh, you must have been blitzed after a while. Uh, well, watching the show, uh, yeah, I, 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 I hope. And anyone that was playing playing along with us at home, and you can still play now, on, you know, via the courtesy of the uh, CBS streaming website, or or uh, or buying the uh, the videos on Amazon. And uh, and I suggest you go to uh, pwtorch.com and use their link to uh, to buy uh, buy Survivor Pro Islands on DVD. <laughs> Let me guess. You get some of the kickbacks, is what I'm assuming. From the no, no, I, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on, I'm on the, I'm on the tour cast tomorrow. So I figure since I remembered it, I can. <laughs> I, I usually don't remember anything I'm doing. I mean, what, you know, I, I just, I'm, I'm a very busy guy. I mean, you know, uh, you know, last week I was, I was in Virginia Beach. I had front row seats for Luke Bryan, and you know, decided to propose to my girlfriend. Uh, tomorrow night, I'm going to be hanging out with Lex and Big Tom from Survivor, hanging out on Big Tom's farm. Uh, Friday oh, night, nice. I'm going to be at the Pittsburgh Pirates uh, baseball game. Saturday, I'm going to be at a wedding, and you know, and and it, the whole cycle starts again next week. I mean, that's just just a, a week in the life of Johnny Fairplay. I I, uh, I I believe in creating as much fun and opportunity for yourself as possible, and 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 I uh, no regrets and 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 no uh, no sitting back and watching life go by. Awesome. That's the way to live, you know, really. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, what's the deal with you and Jeff Probst? Like, do you generally uh, Jeff, I, I, or... I, uh, according, to, according to a tweet that he did uh, earlier uh, uh, earlier this year, we're, we're cool. So, I don't know. I mean, that, that's that's... That's the word on the street, so I'm, I'm going to go with that. If he if he tweeted that we're cool, I guess we're cool. Would uh, Would you go back on Survivor if they asked you? Uh, the, the 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 right circumstances. I mean, you know, I have no desire to play blood versus water. I have no desire to do fans versus favorites. You know, if if uh, you know, there, there's a rumor that they're going to do a legend season. If they do a legend, and I can compete against the best and show everyone in the world that I am the greatest player in the history of the show. Yeah, uh, if it's you know some other you know bullshit version, I I I'd rather stay at home with my daughter. So that's just me. Right. Well, yes, be yes, be Sonya. Didn't she beat you in both seasons that you were on? Was Sonya was her name? Sandra. 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 Okay. Yeah, Good. she has Good. zero Good. chance Good. of Good. making it past day. She has zero chance of making it past day three. She's a, she's the only two time winner in the history of the show. If you don't think everyone's sending her home first, you're insane. So, yeah, I, I think it's pointless for her even to attempt an alliance with me. I mean, I like I I I, I can go out there and not play the game for for twenty days and and make it further than her. So it's, it's not a problem. <laughs> Uh, I don't like Boston Rob's chances either. So. Oh God. Um, well, of course, after Survivor, um, at least the first time, you ended up uh, working for TNA. Um, how was it working for TNA? Eh, I mean, it was. Uh, 
I, I, I think the, the best word I would use is, is frustrating. I mean, you know, it's it kind of the, the dream come true. You know, I, I got offered a, 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 a contract from WWE, and I got offered a contract from TNA. And uh, numerically, uh, TNA uh, made more sense. You know, it was a two-year two year deal for $300,000 with creative control. Uh, one bump a year, no bumps for six months. Uh, you know, pretty much every, everything I, I wanted. And then, you know, I got there. I took a spinning power bomb my first night from AJ Styles, got a concussion. My second week there, I took a body slam over the top rope from, uh, from Brian Erlacher. Um, and then, uh, God, what was it? Week three, Simon Diamond stomped on my hand. Week four, I don't think I took a bump. Uh, week five, I took a Styles Clash. And then I was sent home uh, for several months. And then Dusty Rhodes got the book, and we did some skits. And they were fun. Uh, I Actually, I found out uh, last week, I was talking to, uh, or uh, actually read, uh, Howard Brody, uh, uh, who was good friends with Dusty. And, and Dusty was really awesome to me, and I, I loved working with Dusty. Uh, Dusty's idea was I was going to manage Lex Lovett and Buck Quartermain and, uh, to the tag team championship in TNA. And, uh, I guess, uh, Jeff Jarrett vetoed it. And, uh, and that was the end of my TNA run and continued to get paid to stay, live in LA and, and work for TNA and not be on TV. So good times. And um, I know you I mentioned it. Briefly before, but uh, memories of being press slammed by Brian Erlacher. I, uh, I mean, it, it, I mean, it, it was what it was. I mean, we, we, we practiced just him picking me up uh, probably six times. He ripped buttons off my shirts and and coats uh, each time. I mean, I had custom custom tailored suits that were seventy five hundred each, so uh, I wasn't happy about that. And uh, and then red shirt security says catch me. They didn't. So I mean, as I said, I, I think I think frustrating is, is the best word to describe any of it. I mean, it, you know, it, it wasn't you know it wasn't the uh, the 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 dream come true that I was looking for. So I mean, I I, I just would have booked me differently. I mean, you know, Bobby Heenan took one bump a year and he really wanted it. I mean, so to to, to give the payoff night one and then give it away again and then give it away again and give it away again. And even though I maintain my heat, I mean, it's still, I, mean, I just felt I was miscast, misused, misunderstood and, and, uh, you know, and missed a lot of opportunities. Now the Chicago bears, they, uh, pulled Erlacher from doing anything ever again, uh, with TNA. Do you know if there were any plans to do anything further if the bears hadn't stepped in or was it always supposed to be a one and done thing with him? It was one and done. They they were lucky he showed up for the for the. He was friends with Eric Watts. He just showed up as a favor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he wasn't going to um, do anything to jeopardize anything. I mean, he beat me up. I mean, I I think he was okay. <laughs> um, now you mentioned that you were off and on TV so much. Um, do you have an idea why you'd be constantly off and on? You'd be. Um, I remember, like you said, you'd be on for a few weeks, and then we wouldn't see it for six months. 
Uh, I don't and, know. I mean, uh, I, I I've never gotten uh, a, a straight answer. I mean, I've I've heard that this Jared didn't like me. I mean, you know, I, I you know, I stole a thunder. <laughs> I'm not too good at being a heel. I, mean, I don't know. But whatever. I mean, you know, hey, hey, it wasn't, it wasn't my company. I mean, you know, Dixie Carter brought me in. She liked me, and uh, you know, apparently jumped it. So I mean, I I. I I like to think me and Jeff are friends. When I see him, we're, we're we're both amicable to one another. So, but you know, the the word on the street is he just didn't like me. So, whatever. Um, memories of working with the legendary Dusty Rhodes. Uh, it was. I mean, it, it was. Uh, it was at wrestling with history. I mean, you know, I I showed up. You know, it started like he got the book and they they gave him the roster of everyone. You know, on, on salary and and. He's like, who's this Johnny Fairday? Why does he make more money than everybody else? And someone's like, oh, that's the guy from Survivor. Uh, Jeff didn't like him. And uh, and he goes, well, he's more famous than AJ Styles. I'll use him. <laughs> <laughs> and he was right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And uh, so anyway, so he brought me back, and we got there. And he goes, he goes. He goes, hey, play. I, w- I want to tell stories. So let's me and you tell stories together. And I was like, all right, let's tell some stories, Big Dust. And, and I was like, you know, we, what's this? I mean, because when I was there before, like, Russo was writing it. They gave me the script, and I was just like, ugh. I'm like, I wouldn't say any of this. And, and I'm like, and to be honest with you, I'm like, the words that you're having me say are the same words you're having Road Dog say and are the same words that someone so would say. And I'm just like, look, me and Road Dog have a lot in common, but, I mean, we just we don't talk. I mean, Russo wrote, like, I don't know if you guys watch a lot of Kevin Smith movies, but, like, everyone in a Kevin Smith movie sounds the same. I mean, you know, a 12-year-old girl shouldn't be as smart as a 40-year-old guy. I'm sorry. But, you know, that's the way he writes. I think Russo's very similar in that, and, and so he would write stuff. They they all had the same voice. You know, so when I was there, yeah. I was like, oh, I'm like, I wouldn't say any of this. You know, like, you, you don't you don't get me. At all, you know, he'd never seen Survivor, and you know, whatever. And so, you know, when when uh, when when Dusty brought me in, you know, Dusty's like, "Let's tell it." And I'm just like, "We're saying, like, there's no script. Let's just have fun with it, Daddy." And I'm like, "All right, let's have some fun." And and we did, you know, like you know, the first, first day there, you know, I'm sitting in Dusty's office, I'm and uh, I'm, I'm reading his book, and I'm wearing his cowboy hat, and I, I got my shoes up on his desk, and he goes. Excuse me, is that kind of you with something? I'm just like, oh, no, don't worry about me. I'm just reading a stupid book, wearing a stupid hat. Uh, I'm Johnny Fairplay. You want you want to chat? And he goes, oh, back in the old days, they would have put you in a barrel with a hole in it. I'm like, that sounds awesome. He goes, I don't think you'd like it. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> and that was just just us riffing. I mean, you know, no, as I said, no words were written down. There was no rehearsals. Like what you saw was it, and then afterwards. You know, he looked at me, I looked at him, and he was like, you happy? And I'm like, yeah. He goes, I'm real happy. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Uh, uh, now, someone online estimated that you worked uh, approximately 40 minutes total in those two years, or 40 minutes on screen in those two years. Um, when Dusty was out of power eventually, were you coming up with any ideas at all to – tell creative, you know what, here's an idea to try to get me on, you know, I don't want to just get paid all this money to sit on my butt and do nothing, you know, use me, take advantage of my stardom, you know, do, uh, or was it just, you know, 
get let them know, hey, I'm still available, but just waiting for them to call you back. Before Dusty called me, like you know, like I worked, I worked for what six weeks, and then and Jeff sent me home, and uh, you know, and so my manager contacted them, and they're just like, you know, hey, you know, we, you know, we get paid either way, you know, is is there a problem? And uh, and word got sent down. I, I guess I think from Jeff. I can't remember if he called me or called my manager or, or just or just passed it down to someone else. And basically, Jeff Jeff said that. Uh, uh, he wanted me to be a manager and for me to find someone in the Indies to manage. So, uh, so you know, I, I contacted them back, and I was just like, hey, you know, my friend The Miz, uh, he's just about to sign a deal with Deep South Wrestling. Uh, you know, he's, he's done some wrestling stuff for UPW. I, I think he'd be good. And, uh, and, and you know, I got the, you know, there's no money in The Miz, you know, find someone else. And I'm like okay, and and I and I did I did call Jeff the night that the Miz won the uh, WWE you know World Heavyweight Championship just to you know remind him how there was no money in him, and uh, and so next I said there was a guy in Ring of Honor named Samoa Joe. I was told there's no money in him, uh, and then me and Roderick Strong were friends. He said there's no money there. Uh, Nigel McGinnis was also under contract. We were hanging out. He said, "No, we're gonna let him go." So yeah, I mean, the guy the guy has an eye for talent. Oh yeah, obviously, sounds like it. You know, Samoa Joe obviously, right? I mean, millions of dollars. Samoa made TNA millions of dollars. You know, Miz headlined perhaps the worst WrestleMania of all time, but he headlined <laughs> WrestleMania. Um, what else? Nigel McGinnis, I don't know much about him. I know he was a big indie guy, but I'm not I wasn't really I'm not really big into the indies. I should be, but I'm not, so but yeah, go figure. Well which guy I, I, I actually right right after right after the, the, the uh I mentioned the Miz, I, I was at uh the contender finale. That that was the, the big show, you know, Mark Burnett did, you know, to find the next boxing, you know, thing or whatever. And I was yeah. at the finale. It was like me and and Sylvester Stallone and and Hulk Hogan and a bunch of other guys. And me and Hogan were talking, and, and you know, and and, and Hogan was at. He's like, you know, how's the TNA thing going, brother? And I was just like, eh, you know, a little frustrating. I'm just like, they're, they're not doing anything. You know, Jeff told me to manage someone. I mentioned the Miz. He goes, Miz is mid card, brother. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> he, goes, he, like, he said I was main event. The Miz was mid card, so I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you know, these, these are these, these are the greatest minds in wrestling, right? <laughs> they know it yeah. all. And I'm sure Jeff really appreciated that call when the Miz won the title, and, and I'm sure he's sitting at home like, "You son of a whatever." And oh lord. Well, I mean, it was worse and, than that. I mean, so so uh, so no. So then uh, you know, so I, I you know, Dusty does bring me back, and and then. Uh, uh, what else? Uh, they did. I don't. I, uh, I guess it was after Dusty and Trinity, where you were each finding a team, and yeah, no, that that, you... that, that was with Dusty. That, that yeah, no, yeah. Dusty was looking to you know, to hire his uh, uh, his new assistant. He was doing like an apprentice gimmick. So, so that that was that was you know that was the deal there. So, but no, uh, I think it was after that I was sent home again, and um. Uh, I was at the America's Tribal Council where where they uh, they they it was after the All Star finale and they did a special Tuesday episode. It went against the 
series finale of Frasier and beat it in the ratings. We had, uh, I believe it was 28 million viewers. And so uh, they had eight awards. I believe I won four of them. I won Best Fight, Greatest Villain, uh, Greatest Moment, and some, and and like Best Season or something. So, you know, out of, out of eight, one of the awards was Hottest Chick. So, I mean, I, I wasn't eligible for that. But, I mean, you know, out of eight awards, I won, you know, more than anyone could. And uh, and it was a fan vote. I, uh, I think for Greatest Villain, I, I had uh, over eight million votes, which is just crazy. Nice. Well you know, deserved. For, for 2000. Well deserved. And uh, so, but, uh, but so I, I was front row there. I was, I was actually... Elizabeth, uh, they had me sit, sitting beside Elizabeth Hasselbeck, and she refused to sit beside me, so they moved her to second row because I won more awards than her. And uh, so Jeff uh, Jeff asked me there. He comes here. It's like, uh, uh, he was like, uh, what are you doing here? Are you, are you, uh, are you upset you weren't on All-Stars? And I was like, no, brother. I'm just like, my, my – uh, my my schedule's pretty full. I'm like uh, starting this Friday on Fox Sports Net. You will see the premiere of TNA Wrestling, and uh, and and you'll see me there front and center. So uh, go ahead and call your cable provider and make sure you get Fox Sports Net. And and production shit themselves because you know, I'm on CBS. You know, promoting a a, a show on Fox. And as I said, it was on Tuesday night. The premiere was that Friday, and I, I called Dixie, and she was like, "Oh my God, that was so amazing! Thank you so much!" And I'm like, "Thank you." And uh, and I called Jeff. He's like, "Oh man, that's crazy! All right." And uh, guess who was not on the uh, the premiere of, of, of Fox Sports or Teenage Wrestling on Fox Sports set? The guy that just you- advertised it in front of 28 million people. <laughs> Do you uh, watch uh, TNA these days? I have not watched TNA. In, uh, the last time I watched TNA was prior to the Willow character. Oh, okay. <laughs> Does that give you any... Yeah. <laughs> when was that? Uh, you're really not missing a whole lot, to be perfectly honest. No. Well, I mean, I, saw, no, I mean, no, like, no. like, honestly, I, I, sent, I sent Dixie uh, an idea of... Uh, a little before that time, uh, to come back as her assistant. And, uh, I, you know, I mentioned that, you know, I was sponsored by Loudmouth Golf, and I have the suits and all that, and I enclosed pictures and all that. And uh, and she forwarded that idea to Creative. And three weeks later, we saw Rockstar Spud wearing my suits. Yep. I uh, I mean and, and hey and I I don't blame them. I mean, you know, I'm I am not cheap and you know, I'm sure Rockstar Spuds 150 bucks a night. So, I mean, you know, go run with a great idea that someone sends you and completely steal. It's, it's okay. <laughs> it's probably more expensive to rent the tuxes than it is to uh pay Rockstar Spuds. Probably. Uh, but I, I I I have heard that he takes the you know horrific bumps that that he shouldn't be taking and that they would have probably had me taking the same role. So I guess it all worked out. <laughs> yeah, you know I'll be able to play with my kids in in in, in twenty years. So it's fine. <laughs> um, um, now you mentioned you before you went to TNA, you had an offer from WWE. Um, after your time in TNA, did you try to get into WWE at all? 
No, no, no. I, 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 I was, I was, I, I'm still happy with my decision. WWE wanted me to sign over my name, so that that wasn't that wasn't in the cards for me. I mean, I, I've done over 70 television shows, and I I own the I own the name Johnny Fairplay, I own the the character likeness and 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 all that. So uh, so yeah, so that I mean. That that's still you know there wasn't anything I, I was gonna do, so. Um, uh, but their offer was nice. I mean, their their offer was was eighty grand, eighty grand for four months, and I was either gonna wrestle the divas at WrestleMania or be revealed as Trish's sleazy boyfriend, so and and then manage Tonk. So. Now both both of those would have been interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And and I'm sure, like, uh, I mean, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but I, I I would imagine that I I probably would have been, you know, kept on afterwards. But as I said, just just owning, I I, I couldn't plan over my name. I mean, you know, I I'm just, you know, I've I've done very well. So I, you know, and, and and it's not because I'm not Johnny Fairplay. So. <laughs> um, what were some um, of your favorite moments from Survivor? Whether they were made it on the camera or not. Um, I mean, most pretty much everything that that I wanted on camera made it on camera. The only thing that didn't make it on camera was like when I voted out Burton, and, uh, and then he came back in the in the Outcast uh, twist. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Every like you know, I was just like, it's Burton. They're gonna vote Burton back in. And they're like, you don't know that. I'm like, I know that. And so uh, half the people had gone to sleep and in, 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 uh, in, in the shelter, and uh, was, and so when he showed up, he was like, "Hey, he goes, uh, is there a, is there a place for me?" I'm just like, "Right here, buddy," and he goes right beside the snake that voted me out. And I was like, "I kept it warm for you, brother." <laughs> so, I wish they had shown that, so, but that that's about. I mean, I, I I'm pretty lucky. I mean, you know, I I, I knew that I was going to be the narrator of the season, you know, and I, and I knew that, that, you know, when it came to sound bites and all that, that I was, I was the go-to. I mean, it, it's, it's pretty obvious out there. I mean, like, uh, most people, well, say there's eight people on the tribe. Uh, there were some people that would not be pulled, pulled away ever during the day. Cause they were just so boring. And then, you know, and, and those people, you know, every other day, you know, probably get pulled away for like, uh, like half an hour, just because they're they're not good at what they do. Uh, Rupert would be gone for uh, for confessionals. He'd probably be gone for at least an hour. He couldn't stop talking about stuff. So with me, I mean, I, I got pulled pulled away, you know, <laughs> several times a day, but I, I'd only give them like ten minutes. And I'm I'm just like, look, I'm I'm like I, you know, I I know what I'm doing. Give me you know, give me the bullet point, I'll give you the sound bite, and I'll, you know, I'll finish it with a funny, you know, funny line or whatever. And I'm just like, but I got to get back every second that I'm not there is, is, is working against me. And, and and production is really, really cool with me. And, and so, but I mean, like, I mean, every episode I, I, I would tell the other cast members, I'm like, this is what they're going to show. This is what they're going to show. This, and they're like, Hi, you don't know. And I'm just like, yeah, I, do. I mean, like, cause, I had never seen Survivor before I was cast, so I went on eBay and ordered all the episodes, and I'm sitting there watching it, and, and, and you know, I, I, I mean, it's pretty formulaic, uh, I think, in, in, in what they do. I mean, I would, 
I was a bigger fan of the real world than I was of Survivor. So, you know, so just being out there, I'm just like, wow, I'm just like, this is my show. I mean, I'm the bad guy, and, and, and this is my story. So. Um, you ended up finishing third that, uh, the first season you were on, and uh, this was before they were doing a three-person final. Do you think if, you know, it was these days where they do three people at the end, you could have gotten enough votes to win, or do you think you never would have had a chance with that final vote? I would have beat anybody in a final two or a final three. Uh, what what you saw in the live finale of my season with the final two vote, um, right before they brought us out, they they took Lil outside the room, and they're just like, hey, uh, we, did, we uh, it was Mark Burnett. He's like, I just want to do this for fair play. Uh, it's just like, uh, will you get uh, if it's fair play in Lil or fair play in Sandra in the final two, you know, let, let me see what your votes are, and and in both of those, I I I, I won. And they're like, okay, and they're like, that's great, and we appreciate that, and we appreciate your honesty. However, when we go out there, we're going to ask you guys the same question, and uh, if you guys want to keep that vote, that's fine. But if Lil starts crying that she wouldn't have won if she had taken fair play, if she cries, we're not taking the camera off her. And we we don't like her. Uh, production hated her. They're like, we don't like her, and we know that you guys don't like her. So if you guys want to share airtime with her, great. If not, make your decision. And so I, I think on uh, on on the finale, I think they said it was a five or four three vote or five two, but would it? I, I it was uh it was six one in 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 the back. So, so and I think Sandra, I think I would have beat her. I think it was four three. So. But I, I, for the record, if you go back and watch the season, the only person that says they don't like me is me. The only person that says we like uh, that we like Rupert is Rupert. So I mean, we're telling the story, but I mean, in, in reality, everyone likes me. I mean, I'm not. I, I I play a bad guy, but I mean, like, you know, it's just my confessionals there telling you that story. Yeah, hmm. so yeah. we hated Rupert's guts. I mean, you know, Rupert sat there and everybody's like, "I'm the provider. They all love me." We hated it. I mean, like, I, I sent him home eight. I mean, if this guy was so freaking likable, you know, why was it so easy for me to send him home? That uh, was a great I mean, group. Uh, and um, actually, and I I just thought about this now. Um, in 2008, you came back. Well, I don't know if you really came back, but you appeared in TNA with Joel from Survivor. And was that ever supposed to lead to anything, or was it just you and Joel were in the area and wanted to go see the pay-per-view? No, we were flown in. Okay. Yeah, we were flown in um, to the Norfolk Scope. Actually, Dutch Mantel, uh, Zeb Coulter picked, picked us up from the airport. It was great. He picked us up from the airport, and we were in his car, and uh, ODB is on, on, is, is on the, uh, the uh, side of the uh, side of the curb waiting for her ride, and, 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 and Dutch pulls over. He goes, he goes, he goes, hey, fair play. Her dick's bigger than yours. <laughs> which, which, so I thought it was a pretty good welcome back to TNA. <laughs> um, and uh, so anyway, uh, what's that? I was going to ask, why didn't anything ever come of it? It was just that one off moment. We were uh, we were flown to Orlando after that, and uh, we were supposed to have a meeting um 
um, that morning with uh, Russo and and someone else, and uh, Joel uh, contacted Russo and I think Terry Taylor and asked to have an earlier meeting without me and uh and and threw out a a, a number uh, a larger number than than what they were looking for and, and they had a pretty large number in mind and uh they contacted me and said hey we just met with uh Joel an hour ago and I was like well, our meeting's not for 30 minutes and they're like we know and they told me that they said that Joel wasn't someone that they wanted to do business with because they didn't appreciate that that's the way that he uh, went into negotiations. So, and that was it. And yeah, unbelievable. Um, yeah. So, and uh, and you know, and he deserves not to be there. I mean, that's a big move. I mean, I brought him in. You know, I mean, it was a package deal, and you know, they 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 solved. You know, there was like, this guy's going to do this to his friend, you know, how, how can we trust this guy whatsoever? You know, like he he had no bonds with any of those people. It was all me. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we again, we do want to thank you for being on the show. Um, and you've gotten to a little bit earlier, uh, but what else are you up to these days? I know you said you mentioned going to some things like going to the Pirates game this weekend. Um, are there any big plans in the future for Johnny Fairplay? Um, well, we we just uh, we just wrapped on uh, the movie Toxic Two Two. It's the uh, the mockumentary of whatever happened to Melvin the Mob Boy from the Toxic Avenger, and uh, mm. it's in post production now. And you can check out more info at toxic two two dot com. And uh, some pretty good cameos. Uh, I... Hello. 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 Johnny, are you still there? I think we've lost our guest. Hello? Here. Uh, let's try to get him back on the air here. He's there. Sorry about that. Uh, you still there, Brian? Yeah, I'm still there. Okay, good. So let's try to get Johnny back here on the line and finish things up. Please enjoy this Verizon ringback tone while your party is reached. Well, you can tell everybody. Yeah, you can tell everybody. Yo. Hi, Johnny. Sorry about that. I don't know what happened. Uh, hello? Hi, Johnny. Hello? Yeah. Okay. I'm uh, not sure what happened there, but you were telling us about the movie you're working on right now? Yeah, Toxic 2-2. Check out Toxic22.com for more info. So there's Shake the Snake, Boogie Woogie Man, Jimmy Valiant, myself, and others. So Toxic22.com has that. the mockumentary, What Happened to Mel with the Mob Boy from Toxic Avenger. And then also check out TV. And uh, it's a uh, series that uh, we're looking uh, – we've done two episodes, but they're, they're looking to do a full feature on that. And that features myself, Mikey B. from Survivor, Cole Cabana, Disco Inferno, uh, Addie Miller from The Walking Dead, Julia Bullock from X Factor, and a bunch of others. So I stay pretty busy. Nice. <laughs> um, and – uh, as we wrap things up, do you have any final plugs you want to uh, talk about your Twitter or your Facebook account, maybe, or anything else that might be going uh, on? For no, you? Leave, leave, leave me alone on Facebook. Uh, <laughs> I have, I have enough friends. I'm over it. Um, Twitter at Johnny Fairplay, J O N N Y F A R P L O I blah blah blah. No agent Johnny, just Johnny Fairplay on Twitter. 
and uh, I, I, I interact I'm nice most of the time. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so now Facebook, just leave me alone. I'm a, <laughs> I, I, I have, like, 4,000 pending friend requests, and I, I just go through and, and block every day. So it's... <laughs> Uh, no. Twitter's fine. I got the blue check. You can't, you can't miss me. It's, it's okay. Oh <laughs> uh, well, again, well, thank, thank you, you so for much for being on our on. show. That's why. Yeah. 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 Was um, this fun? Was, 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 I, 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 I feel like I'm like Debbie Downer. I mean, like. Uh, <laughs> no, oh God, it was fun on our was, end. I, it was a blast. Yes. Yes, definitely yeah, a fun okay. time. If you want, I'm, 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 I'm one of the. Told me to get a hold of you. It was Gertner. What's that? Told me to get a hold of you. Joel Gertner told me to get a hold of you. So you know. Oh, I, I so love Joel. He's, he's great. He's a he's a sweetheart. So, no, I'm I'm very yeah. fortunate. I mean, like you know, like you know, people people you know ask you know like you know how much I've made on certain shows and all that and 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 and, and in all honesty, I mean, just just the I mean, I I do love the money. Don't get me wrong, but uh, just just the friendships I've made has is, is, has been been insane. I mean, you know, like uh, Gertner and and Meany and 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 all those guys are are just absolute sweethearts. I mean, but, but one one of my best friends is 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 uh, Bushwhacker Luke. I mean, like that's crazy. I mean, you know, if you if you had if you had told you know ten year old Johnny Fairplay that 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 Bushwhacker Luke was going to be one of his best friends, you know, I'd call you an idiot. Uh, or, or crazy or, or something. So I mean, you know, he licks me. And I don't like that. But <laughs> just who hasn't he yeah. licks? Yeah. Uh, well, I, uh, a lot yeah. of females. A <laughs> <laughs> lot, lot, lot of lot of sheep I know that run run when they when he's in their direction. But <laughs> so, but no, I, mean, I, I I I consider myself one one of, one of the luckiest human beings on the planet and I'm, and I'm I'm very fortunate but you know I but at, at the same time I I do feel I'm I'm one of the uh you know despite being known as you know the biggest liar in the, the history of reality television I think I think I'm you know one of the most honest uh interviews you'll you'll get because I mean yeah, I, I don't have any affiliation or or anything with with anybody so I I think I can I can tell the truth and and Sit back and and you know uh, here I'll give you give you guys a, a, another you know real quick story to end on. Uh, uh, Bobby Heenan right before you know he started all the the massive you know cancer stuff that that, mm-hmm. that he's been going through. Uh, he was watching TNA and uh, he wanted to have one last run to, you know to pass the torch and uh, he saw me and so he contacted uh, Mike Tenay. And said that uh, he wanted to do an angle, you know, they come in cheap, which, you know, Bobby Heenan doesn't, rarely does anything cheap. <laughs> and uh, yeah. he, he wanted to come in, be a manager, have me be his uh, his apprentice and, uh, and and form a stable. And, and I mean, and, and this is just, just uh, you know, just a, a four-week, you know, six-week deal. And basically, uh, I convinced the stable to turn on Bobby Heenan, lay him out, and, and leave him in the in, in the dust, and, and you know, kind of pass the torch. And uh, Jeff Jarrett said there was no money in that, so it was it was shot down. And my question uh, is, where's GFW going to go with this man in charge? Because <laughs> none of these people have money. Like, how long is this business going to be in in for? I mean, um. I mean, I think the 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 baseball stadium thing is will do. I mean, there if 
you know, I, I don't know the, the, the business plan, but I do know that uh, if you do sold baseball shows and and you have a budget uh, uh, based on those sold shows, you can make some money. And, uh, I mean, I, I honestly think you could do that forever. I mean, it, it's yeah. it's, a, it's a pretty pretty easy formula. I mean, like my my idea is is better than theirs. I I would I would book uh, book baseball shows. I would bring in Hacksaw Jim Duggan and and like the Hurricane, and then fill the rest of the card with with indie guys, and and I'd have a lot more money for myself, and uh, and 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 draw the same amount of people, and and you know be fine. I mean, you know, so that. Uh, so if that's the if that's the business plan, then I I think they're they're good as far as TV. Um, I I think all signs point to something working out with uh, with a TNA invasion and then and them taking over the uh, the contract in September is my guess. So and if that's the case, you know they'll they'll probably make it you know a year two or or three doing that. So I mean I I you know I, I know that that Destination America likes wrestling and they're and yeah. they like cheap wrestling so if if you know if if Jeff can produce a cheaper product than TNA that's probably where they're going to go. So But that, you know I, and, and and I wish them I mean hey I mean uh I I think Chelsea on commentary will be good um I I'm good friends with Don West. I mean, I I spent a lot of time hanging out with Don West when I was in TNA. Uh, would I put Don West and Chael Sonnen together in the commentary booth? Uh, never. <laughs> I just I don't I don't think it's a good combination personally. It's just and, and, and I, as I said, I, I love Don. I think Don's great. So, but yeah. I, I you know uh, the the problem with, with Don is you know Don was the voice of a of a of a very bad product. Uh, Mike Tanay, same thing. I, I I love Mike. I mean, I I, I hung out with Mike, and you, you you'd be surprised. But me and Mike and and Don, we we have a lot in common, as well as the road dog. <laughs> but uh, who doesn't belong but, in those yeah. four? Huh? What's that? I said, who doesn't belong in those four? Huh, let's see. Uh, okay. <laughs> Uh, no, we we all belong. That, that, that was the weird. Thing. No, I, you you'd be surprised. All all four belong. There, there's no odd man out. <laughs> it's really weird. <laughs> so, but I think I, I think uh, I, I think, uh, think Tanae was the voice of a bad product, and I think uh, Don West was the voice of a bad product. And I think if you're launching a new product, you 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 know like. You know, when they replace, you know, I, I, say, I, I want everybody to make as much money as possible. And, and you know, and I, as I said, I, you know, I like Mike and I, I don't, you know, I, I, you know, my my thing was, you know, use Mike in a different way. Like, you know, the, whatever his Saturday show was, I thought was a good use of him. But, you know, I, I, I think, you know, for a fresh start with Destination America, the good move was not to use him. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and I think going forward with Global Force Wrestling, if Don West is their their play by play guy or, or color guy or whatever, or he would be play by play. I I I think once again you're you're like, hey, remember when wrestling sucked in 2004? Here's the guy that called it. So <laughs> uh, I mean, I you know I don't think that's good. I mean, me personally, like like 
I think TNA had a chance when they brought in Mick Foley when 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 Mick was was sad about Vince yelling in his ear. If I'm yeah. TNA, I have my commentary uh, commentary booth consisting of Taz and Mick Foley, and I think a good two million people. I mean, because wrestling, uh, a lot of wrestling fans are not smart. I mean, you know, you do have your smart marks and all that, but I mean, the, the vast majority. I don't know if you've ever been to a, a house show or like there. You know, there there's some special special people there. And I think yeah. you could easily convince at least a million people that they were watching SmackDown if if Mick Foley and and uh, Taz were your commentators. I'm not kidding. I mean, like it sounds like a joke, but it's not. I I, yeah. I honestly think possibly two million people would would be convinced they were watching SmackDown, especially if the ropes were blue. They'd be like, "Hey, oh, yeah. they moved SmackDown to Spike. Great." <laughs> Uh, so, but that, I mean, and that wasn't even, and, and they won't even entertain that the, the possibility. It's just like, oh, you know, Mike Tanay and Taz, that'll be good because here's the same, you know, no, no one's getting tricked into think, you know, with with Mike Tanay there, no one's getting tricked in, into into thinking that SmackDown. They're like, oh, this is shitty TNA. I remember this. Uh, I mean, well, sorry, not being a dick, but I mean, right? No, I mean, no. am I am I saying exactly something right. that's not true here? No, <laughs> you're not. I agree with you. I agree. It, it, it's it's you're you're being very honest, and yeah, I definitely agree with you. I can uh, kind of see that, you know, when they put in Josh and took out Mike earlier this year, um, but at that point they were already off Spike and on Destination America. And Which no one had. Do you, do you guys have Destination America? I, I do when I recently upgraded my uh, cable, but for months I didn't have it. Okay. Well, I, I have. I, I had a, a Direct TV, uh, and I had I had, mo- I had a pretty solid package, and I think I had it there. Pretty sure I had it there. And then I, I just bought a new house two months ago, and I switched to Comcast. And I uh, think it's a dis, it's in a, the the I, I'm on the next to next to highest tier, which is you know, still you know 116 a month or something. So, but yeah. for me to go one the you know the last tier, it's like an extra 28 dollars a month, and that's what you have to have in, in my my region. Uh, for uh, Destination America, and I'm like, no, <laughs> so, like, I mean, like, uh, I'm like, because I was just like, what other channels, you know, and 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 like, you know, is is nothing I've ever heard. Like, oh well, the, the Lucha Underground channel. So the, those are the two channels you get if you pay twenty eight dollars extra a month. And I'm like, I, I'm good, you know. I I, I heard Des- or I heard Lucha Underground that they kill people and and feed them the dogs, and that sounds awesome. I mean, that, that actually sounds like something I want to watch. But even that for twenty eight extra dollars a month is, is not something. And and plus, I mean, shoot, I I have the network. I, I you know I I you know I I told you like uh, Monday night I went to a Danville Braves baseball game. Tuesday night Danville Braves baseball game. Tonight I went bowling. You know tomorrow I'm going to see two other survivors. Right? You know that, that's a normal week for me. You know in in addition to to that, you know I I, I watch Monday Night Raw. Uh, I watch Tough Enough. I watch Tough Talk. I, I watch the Swerve Show. I don't think it's that good, but I still watched it. 
And, uh, you know, and when, it, when I get back from, from this trip to Pittsburgh, I'll, I'll watch the Beast in the East uh, network special. Uh, I, you know, I think that's that's enough wrestling for me. I mean, and and I think so. I mean, like, but you know, uh, what we we had you know three pay per views and and in six weeks, you know, here the, this last stretch on, on the network. Uh, you yeah. know, I, I have a fiance that 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 will tell you we watch more than enough wrestling in this house, and uh, so I don't I don't I don't think I need uh, the El Rey Network and Destination America. But that, I mean, that's that's just coming from you know someone that has sex with girls. So, you know, maybe that's the difference. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Is no, she my a wrestling wife, fan? My wife and her fiance have a lot of comments. That's for sure. What's that? Uh, I said my wife and your fiance have a lot in common because she doesn't feel I'm like sure. she's at all. I'm sure. My, you know, uh, my, my, my fiance thinks Seth Rollins is hot, but you know, at the same time, she's like, oh, I get it. You know, he's with two midgets and Kane is old. I, you know, it's. Oh <laughs> uh, boy. Well, I want to thank you so much for being on the show. You've been honestly, you've been a delight, and the time has flown by. Um, is uh, there anything else uh, you want to mention here before uh, we get going? No, no, no. I, 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 we, we, we got bonus coverage. You did good. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm usually, I'm usually not this chatty. So. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, you know, if you ever want to come back on, you're more than welcome to. Goals, goals, goals. Uh, all right. Well, well, thank you, thank you for having me, guys, and 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 keep up the good work. So, uh, as I said, ne- next time, you know, do do a little homework. So, so topical questions impress me a little more. Uh, as I said, it was on ProWrestling.net that I was I, that I I did propose, you know, last Wednesday. So kind of a big deal, uh, you know. Whatever. Uh, ever, you know, Everson's ask, a research guy. Everson's a research well, guy. I'm just the one that goes and finds the guy. You know. Just to be fair, I thought yeah. it would be cute to ask about your grandmother. Well, think think again. Think right next time. <laughs> <laughs> I promise if we have you back on a second time, I will not ask you about your grandmother. She'll be dead by then. It'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you, Johnny. All right, have thank a good you. one, guys. Good night. You as well, thanks. All righty, Brian. And that was Johnny. Well, that was Paraguay. fun. Yes, yeah. it was. That was uh, Johnny Fairplay, and Brian and I are going to take a deep breath, and much like when TNA had their audio difficulties on Sunday, we're going to take a intermission, but we're not going to play a horrible generic theme song while we take our intermission. We're going to play an audio file. We'll see you in a few minutes. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Andy Kaufman, as, of course, most of you know. Uh, I have a lot of unfinished business in the South. First and foremost in my mind is taking care of that dumb hillbilly, Jerry Lawler. I really want to take care of him. That's most important to me. But I'm going to put that on the back burner for now. And I want to talk to you people out there, you people who live down here in the South, in the good old South portion of the United States. Okay? I want to talk to you. And I want to help you, okay? I think, you know, for the past year or two, I've been coming down here and you and I have been having this feud. I come in the ring and you go, boo, and you don't like me, and I don't like you. I think now is the time when we should be friends, and let's make peace with one another, okay? Peace?
Okay? And I, Andy Kaufman, as my token of peace towards you, my token of friendship towards you, I would like to do a little something for you, just as a personal favor. You don't owe me anything back. This is out of the goodness of my heart. Every week, I'm going to be coming on here, on this station, and I'm going to give you little tips about how you can better your lives and how I could bring you up from the level that you're in right now and bring you up from the squalor that you're living in, the gutter and the garbage that your lives are. Okay? And this is my personal favor to you. Now, this week I'd like to start off, first and foremost, the most important thing is personal hygiene. Okay? Now, let's start off. This is a bar of soap. Now, does it look familiar to any of you? I know that you probably don't know what this is. I probably you haven't ever seen one of these before, but it is called soap. Matter of fact, if you're sitting at home now, you can maybe kind of repeat after me and say soap. Say soap. S-O-A-P. Soap. Not soap. Not soap. It's soap. Okay? Say it. Soap. Okay. Now, I'm going to open it up, show you what it looks like. This particular bar is blue. Comes in all different kinds of colors. Pink, yellow, white, blue, red. This is blue. Okay? Now, the way you use it is you go to the sink, turn on the water. If you have a sink, that is, or if you have any kind of lake nearby or anything, just turn, go wet yourself, wet your hands. Oh, and I would like to mention the reason that I want to tell you about soap. When I travel around the South, you know, a lot of fans, a lot of wrestling fans, they recognize me from TV. They always put out their hands. They want to shake my hand. And I'll tell you something. It disgusts me. The hands are so slimy. You people, you, your hands are so greasy and slimy. I mean, I, I, I don't want to shake them. You know, you ask me for an autograph, I'll sign you an autograph. But please, don't put out your hand and shake it until you can wash your hands. Now, this is what you do. Wet your hands, okay? Then wet the soap. Wash the soap, rub it on your hands, and rub it around, and your hands will get clean. Another thing is a shower. You turn on the water, wet your body, let the water wet your body, wet the soap, rub the soap all over your body till your body is clean, okay? Then you rinse, and this is very important now, don't come out of the shower with the soap still on. Very important, you've got to rinse the soap off, okay? You rinse it off, you dry with a towel, and you're clean as a whistle. And then, you can shake my hand. Okay, now that's my tip for this week. This is about soap. I will see you next week with another tip, okay? Bye. TMA, Brian. <laughs> okay, there you go. I laughed about TNA. Next. Oh, God. EC3, we now can officially say, is the world heavyweight champion. If you um, didn't see that one coming, you are an idiot. Plus, if you didn't see it coming, you know, you just didn't read the spoilers. Because, you know. They taped the match last Wednesday, I think. Um, TNA, by the way, uh, the following people no longer work for TNA. Sam Shaw, who hasn't been seen in months. Gunner, who at one point was going to be the world champion. Uh, Magnus, who was the world champion a year ago. Mickey James, who wasn't really under contract. She was just there for a few shots. James Storm, who, by the way, James Storm was on the very first TNA show, Brian. Do you know what his match yeah. was on that very first TNA show? 
Wasn't it a tag team match? Yes. That's Try to guess as I remember. He teamed with no, psychosis of all people to again, take on. Um, not Gene, not the the other America's most the penises. The penises. Oh, There's the John. Yes. Yes. He was on the very first show, June 19, 2002, and it was him, Mike Tanay, Jeremy Borash were the only three people still in the company, and James Storm isn't there anymore. And neither are Austin Aries, who won on the pay-per-view, or low-key. And um, <laughs> Now, it's safe to assume you didn't watch Slammiversary, Brian. That's a very, that's a very good assumption. Well, I'll I'll be honest, I torrented that shit Sunday night and watched it. It was funny, to say the least. I'll take one fr- Now they okay, they did the live show last Wednesday or sort of live show last Wednesday. And uh yeah. oh, be, before I get to that, Jeff Jarrett, uh Normally when, like, say, WWE does a, a big surprise in one of their shows and they don't want the announcers to know about it, when they script it out, there will just be a hole in the script where it says that a segment's going to happen, but they won't say what it is. Uh, yes, TNA, yes. TNA scripted out two full hours, and they taped, like, 7 to 9 p.m. for a 9 p.m. Eastern live show, quote-unquote live. Yes. They scripted out two hours, and at no point in that script, that at two full hours, was there either a six-minute hole for a Jeff Jarrett promo or note of the Jeff Jarrett promo. So they had a couple hours to edit out six minutes of something else so it all fit in two hours. And on top of that, Destination America uh, was pissed because Jarrett wouldn't shut up about Global Force Wrestling and Destination America is like, why are why is he plugging a company that doesn't air on our network? It's Jeff Jarrett for you. He can do whatever he wants. No, th- no, that's TNA for you. And so back to my point from earlier, uh, they taped for, uh, up until like the middle of August. Uh, they taped on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and then on Sunday they tape they had the live Sunversary pay per view which in storyline was before any of those TV tapings. Yes, this is true. In in front of the same audience, by the way. You know. Um, and so, so we see things like, take EC3, for instance. EC3 is already the world heavyweight champion, and on Sunday, in front of the same crowd, he goes out there, of course, without the title, he does a promo talking about how this Wednesday he's going to wrestle Kurt Angle for the title and he's going to win and blah, 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 blah. And it was just so stupid because anybody who's watching a TNA pay-per-view knows enough to have already read the spoiler that he won the belt. Yeah, of course. Um, let's see here. Other highlights of this show. Jeff Jarrett won the King of the Mountain title which was the television title that they painted black. Like, they didn't even do a good paint job. Like, the red was showing through, because remember it was a red strap for the TV title? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and they, tr- and they pl- tried to play up the storyline that, 
oh my God, Jeff Jarrett's taking our prestigious King of the Mountain title that we've never had before and uh, going to take it to a different company. Basically, who gives a shit, right? Of course. No, not me. Yeah, let's hear. On his last night in the company, Austin Aries pinned Davey Richards and then announced that they were going to have a brawn panties match on Impact. But, you know, that was a very bad swerve because... They already, they already, of course, had the 30-minute Iron Man match. Um, but can you imagine? Uh, our friend Brian Alvarez noted this. Like, what if? Because this was, like I said, Austin Aries' last night under contract. What if he decided to fuck with them with a live microphone and go into business for himself and just say it was going to be a brawn panties match? I probably would have lost it personally, and I would have cut his mic if I was backstage. <laughs> Uh, speaking of going backstage quickly, on both of their last nights in the company, James Thurman Magnus tried to uh, put the show, take the show off the air. You know, uh, Thurman Magnus. Yeah, they had a no DQ match. They fought backstage, and whether or not this was a work or not, it definitely didn't turn into, or definitely turned into a shoot, because they did some wacky thing where they fought backstage. And they fought into some panels or whatnot, and it led to the lights in the arena being shut off. It led to uh, the Titantrons going blank. It led to the announcers being unable to see what was going on. And so Josh Matthews is having Not to awkwardly talk. Yeah, Josh Matthews is having to awkwardly talk about this brawl that's going on, and so they had to quickly fight out back into the front of the audience. And then, after the match, and by the way, James Storm, in his last night, the heel, who tried to kill Mickey James, um, he did beat Magnus. And the funny thing is, Magnus, in his pre-match promo, basically said that this was both him and James Storm's last night in the company. Uh, I think these had to go uh, bang, literally, bang. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually wrote down his promo somewhere Start talking while I look for it. What do you mean start talking? Start talking about what? What you think about uh, James Thurman Magnus uh, shutting down the company? Well, <laughs> I, I mean, I only read the results. I only read the results. I didn't actually read the uh, actually and watch it like you. But like I said, I think it was funny that uh, you know they gave him a live mic and then just uh, cut it off halfway through it. So. And uh, and so, of course, after the match, uh, they're going to Mike and – because it was Mike Tanay, the Pope, and Josh were the announcers. And, uh, yeah, what the hell they're is the Mike Pope out there for? Is he, like, the new announcer? Is, yeah, he's the color guy. Oh, God. I have no friends to do. Yeah. Um, and so they start talking, and you can see their mouths move, but you can't hear them. They literally lost audio during that, and it went on for like five minutes. Now, TNA could have done the smart thing and, you know, shown a pre-taped video package or some wacky thing like that. But instead, what they did was they showed a long shot of the ring while they played the most generic-sounding song in the world. By, by the way... um. The, uh, that guy from Smashing Pumpkins, Billy Corgan, 
uh, writes or works for the company, but they couldn't have used, you know, a Smashing Pumpkins song to play during this five-minute intermission because it literally went about five minutes. Yes, yes. And finally, they had to just send EC3 out because uh, they were running out of time and had to do two more matches. Um, and by the way, I, I have Magnus's promo. Uh, he, this is what he said. The smart money is that tonight, two of TNA's biggest and brightest stars shine bright on pay-per-view for the last time. Uh, James Storm, I'll say this because I know you're an original, but people can say what they want about this company, and I know you do, but damn it, for six years this company's been my home. It's given me great memories, some great times, and I grew up in this company, and I'm proud of it. And this is coming from the storyline, by the way, that James Storm tried to kill his wife by pushing her in front of a train. Yeah, nothing else better to do that night, so he tried to push him from, or from a train. Go figure. And Mickey, after being pushed in front of a train, uh, she didn't die. Uh, she didn't even get a concussion. She got bruising on her body. That was the storyline. She is one crazy tough bitch. What can you say? Oh, uh, and by the way, um, Karen Terrell's also gone from the company. Oh, sad. Cheers. Yes. Tiffany is gone. So uh, the reason why I bring that up, because uh, Awesome Kong and Brooke won a three-on-two handicap match over Taryn Terrell and the Dollhouse. And uh, Brooke used an X-Factor off the top rope. And... It's a debate over what they said the the name of the finisher was. Um, And I'll let you decide which one was worse. Brian Alvarez thought they they said the Butterface Maker. I thought... (laughs) Yes, I thought that they said the Birthday Spanker. Wow, that's a tough one. (laughs) Not going to lie. Yes. Oh, God. Neither of them, by the way, very good. No, no, exactly. First day spanker. I'll give you oh. that one, though. Yeah. By the way, Austin Aries and Davy Richards, um, half-assing, not even half-assing through this match, was still by far the best match on the show. Yeah. That's what half-assing gets you, I guess. So that's TNA, and somehow we were able to talk about TNA for almost 10 minutes, despite the fact that one of us didn't even watch a show, and I was, like, trying to find any notes I could about it. It's okay. I took the garbage out while we were talking about TNA, so. Well, speaking of stuff in the future, uh, next week we're doing King of the Ring 94 with WrestleCraft's Art O'Donnell, and before Brian asks, uh, no, this is not Art Donovan. Art Donovan died a few years ago, Brian, so we're not going to have a Bad famous life. football player on the show. We're having a writer from WrestleCraft. And he's going to help us review the show. And then the week after, July 15th, Brian, you want to tell everyone who we're going to have on the show, even though we kind of yeah. kind of spoiled it earlier? We did spoil it earlier, but ladies and gentlemen, we will have the quintessential Sud Muffin himself, Joel Stitt Rhyme in here that rhymes with his last name, Gertner, on the show. 
Um, and some few other notes while I'm uh, going through everything here. Um, NWA Classics 24-7, as talked about with our awesome interview with NWA President Bruce Tharp back in March, that debuts this Saturday, $8.99 per month, or you can do a year-long subscription for $99.99. Um, Which ones did you say? They have 50 matches uploaded on the first day, and then starting August 1st, they're going to upload one match every day until the collection is all the way up, which he's got two or three years full of stuff. So, yes. Will you be subscribing Um, to that, dear brother? um, I'm going to try. um, And I also need to subscribe to New Japan World. The G1, by the way, is coming up starting July 20th. And it's awesome, and I know it's going to be awesome again this year, and I know Brian's going to refuse to watch it, no matter how easy I make it for him to watch. <laughs> I'm sorry. I meant to watch it last year, but shit happened. I do have no. a life outside of this, you know, bubble that I live in. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah. by the way, uh, make sure to watch, by the way, Rise in, or Beast in the East. We're going to talk a little bit about that next week. We're going to do we're somehow going to catch up on Tough Enough. I I've, I lost track of the schedule, but because we're taping next week's show on Monday, we're not going to be reviewing Tough Enough, obviously, until the week after. And But we're going to review every episode of Tough Enough, much to Brian's chagrin. Oh, I'm fine. I have a DVR, so we're good. Yes. And, yep. and so that brings us to Tough Enough. Yeah. Episode two. Yeah, from I was not impressed with this. I was not impressed last... with this episode at all. I am sorry. Yeah. I was not impressed with it. This really, like, like it honestly, sucks. what? Yeah, it, it sucks. Like, yeah, the original like, tough like, enough. This episode sucks. Like, the original tough enough, and even the last season with Steve Austin, they did a lot of actual in-the-ring training. So you saw what they were doing. Yes. and But, like, this year, like, all it is is stupid bullshit reality show drama uh, yes. mixed in. Yes. Uh, yeah. Mixed in with some pointless challenges that have no earthly reason for being on the show. And God, no. Every so often they do one wrestling-related thing. Actually, this week, they took bumps. So, you know, including they took a bump, a flat back bump from the top rope. Why on earth, why on earth would you make these people, most of whom have never wrestled before? And I understand they had, it was a very thick pad. It was like a gymnastics mat instead of, you know, a regular wrestling mat. But why the hell would you put these in their second week of training, or third week, whatever you know it really is, why would you make them doing flat back bumps from the top rope? The world may never know. Uh, by the way, uh, they did a two-hour version of Raw as a lead-in. A, it didn't help, but B, it reminded you, Raw really needs to just be two hours. Yes. Yeah. I turned it on, like I'm like I'm like, holy crap, I'm like, is it Monday? I'm like, I had to 
take place. I'm like, oh, today's Tuesday. So it's really yeah. weird, but hey, whatever. Yeah, and, you know, the show opened, and Jericho called this the hottest reality show on TV. And, you know, that just shows that Jericho doesn't get the ratings, apparently. No, no. Um, I think Mr. Page Robot, or Mr. Robotic, Mr. Robotic, yeah. the show that was on after or before Tough Enough, but that's on Wednesday nights, I'm sorry. That has a better rating than Tough Enough at the current moment. Well, well, most shows on USA get better ratings than Tough Enough. When they do five-hour blocks of Modern Family, that does better ratings than Tough Enough does. This is true. Modern Family is a damn good show, by the way. Just I don't want to throw that one under the bus. Uh, Paige said that most of the contestants have borders so far. And the funny part, perhaps the only good part of the show, Hogan kept calling Paige brother. <laughs> well, I don't know what to say, Hulk. Hulk. Did you call him Hulk? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I called him Hulk. Thank you, wow. Ultimate Warrior. Hulk. I, I've oh, God. I've been, I've been awake now for quite some time, so I'm about ready to hit bed. <sighs> so, this week, again, everybody hates Diana, and everyone hates Tanner. And all that's going to mean is that at the end, uh, Tanner's still going to be in it, and he should be because he's the best person on the show. But unfortunately, yep. Diana's probably going to win. Sad, but true. It's either going to be her or Gabby. Like, everyone else just looks exactly the same. Even the girl that looks like Caitlyn, it's like... So what? What about Mada? Ma- oh, I just meant of the girls. Oh, the girls. Uh, well, that's like one male and one female get a contract, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. But Mada does yeah. nothing either. Like, other than having a, a, a great name, he's added Mata. nothing to the show. Yeah. Um, for some reason, everyone was yelling at Amanda... Uh, she's the girl who, uh, I believe she's the girl, no, no, Sarah's the one that looks like Caitlyn. I don't know which one Amanda is. I think she's the other blonde, but everyone was mad at her for some reason. Diana, who's the one with two N's in her name and the really nice ass, she wouldn't shut the fuck up, so everybody turned on her yet again, and they named her Princess Diana. Princess Diana, yes. Yes. Uh, the other story of the I show... Think that's- I think that's why everyone's pissed at Amanda is because she was siding with Princess Diana. I think that's how it was. Well, that ended up changing. We'll talk about that. Because, you know, it's very important to talk about the reality show drama and what girls are siding with who. By the way, last week, yes. Diana and Gabby absolutely despised each other. So this week, now they're tag team partners. Yeah, they're BFFs for life. What can they say? They're best friends forever for life. Sure. Um, Alex argued with Patrick about how important the history of wrestling is. And every wrestling fan, all one million of them watching the show, were with Patrick. Because Alex was just going on and on that it's not important to know the history of wrestling. While Patrick basically told him to fuck off that, yes, it is. What was was Alex defining the past is not knowledge or knowledge isn't based on the past or something like that? I don't know, but later on, Alex and Patrick, I think, 
they get into a discussion over how important that is at the end, I think. And uh, let's see here. Uh, okay, Brian asked Alex, while well, knowing the history of WWE doesn't matter, Daniel Bryan asked him. And Alex said that he doesn't know the history of WWE because he was too busy playing sports. And then Patrick, I, I, I don't know, like this guy's a moron. Um, Patrick said that uh, what if Alex gets injured, what, uh, what's he going to do then? I don't know what that had to do with knowing the history of wrestling. Mm. But uh, that mm. brings us, yeah, that that brings us to our first challenge, where they take a fan boat to the Everglades, and unfortunately Skinner was not there. Oh, and that one made the show. That one was at least, but like a million, half a million people watching that show, guaranteed. Yeah. Well, instead, the challenge, and this week's pointless challenge number one, they had to swim about 50 feet uh, through a swamp, basically. And it was just a swamp. Grab an NXT championship belt, which was sitting on the boat, and then turn around and get back to shore. And the reason for this, I think, was just to show how fucking stupid these people are. Um <laughs> Despite the fact that we're supposed to believe that they don't know any of these challenges are coming, all of them were in their swimsuits. So, you know, something tells me they were tipped off about some of this. You think? Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see here. Patrick and Alex don't know how to swim. Alex nearly died yeah. from drowning. Um, yeah. Diana won, and Booker T screams, Diana did it again. Now... The word again implies that it's happened more than once. The problem is, last week she didn't win a damn thing. Uh, so I don't think she did. Yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, elsewhere in this, uh, what the hell else? Oh, yeah, Patrick, uh, he nearly drowned in water shallow enough that he could stand up in. Zizi, who's the out-of-shape alligator wrestler from New Orleans that they have on literally just because he's a character. Uh, he was one of the first guys to get to shore, but of course, who won? Tanner. And of course, even though Man. Tanner won, yeah, even though Tanner won and has won every contest so far, uh, all the guys keep bitching about how horrible he is and how he's never going to win anything. I find it funny. The Seth Rollins want to be will be will win it. Yeah, it's like Seth Rollins versus Tanner. That's that's a WrestleMania main event. No, oh, yeah, definitely. Um, Daria lost her title belt. Um, don't know how she was holding it. Everyone else put it around their waist, so whatever way Daria was holding it sucked because she uh, she lost it and it sunk to the bottom of the sea. And, of course, everyone bitched at her that what if they gave her a title belt and this happened to her. I would ask the obvious follow-up, if they gave her a title belt, why the hell did she take it to go swimming in the swamp? That that would be the logical question. Yes. Uh, We came back from a commercial and saw that Gabby uh, is kissing the right ass by tweeting to Nikki Bella um, a screenshot of WWE 2K15 that Gabby think it would be, thinks it would be a dream match to wrestle Nikki Bella. Um, how much ass shall we kiss to this week? 
that much. Uh, Josh and Tanner were bitching. Georgia and Daria. This this was the hilarious part. I, you know, maybe you can explain to me what was going on here. But Georgia and Daria came up with an evil plan to take Diana out of the contest. Now, Brian, this isn't Survivor. They don't. They're not voting each other out of the game. How would Georgia and Diana have caused Diana or Georgia and Daria have led to Diana being eliminated? I have no idea. <laughs> uh, it was funny to see. I'm sure. And uh, I think I forget what reality show the people who work on this oh, used to work. I think it was the Real World uh, because. We got several minutes where Patrick was trying to force Gabby and Diana to kiss each other, and then when that failed, he spent several minutes trying to kiss Gabby. Yeah, go figure. The man's horny. Well, this led to the second pointless contest. Not even yet. Not even yet. This led to the most useless point in the five, six seasons of Tough Enough and we've seen some real shit. Like, they have the Million Dollar Tough Enough Up, the one-hour documentary version. If you watch that, you'll know that they had some total shit on that show. We then got the most pointless state, uh, segment of all time in Tough Enough history. Brian, you want to tell people what happened? No. This is one of the moments, Emerson, where you were on a roll, and I hate to disturb you when you're on a roll. So just keep going. I love your rant. Roman Reigns was uh, at the WWE Performance Center. In fact, they promoted this all week. The only thing they promoted was that Roman Reigns was going to be on Tough Enough. And that's fine, okay? Obviously, Roman Reigns is one of their stars of the future. And, you know, people might see it and say, hey, we like Roman Reigns. We're going to watch Tough Enough because he'll be on there. Roman Reigns... (laughs) Roman Reigns was on there, so all the women could uh, do cutaways about how hot Roman Reigns is and how that they make about how he makes their panties wet. This is what they said. Uh, they, all got, <laughs> they all got wet because of Roman of Roman Reigns. I, I should have asked Johnny Fairplay, uh, you know, if his uh, which one was his fiance uh, gets that excited about Roman Reigns? <laughs> oh God! It's actually funny because you know I know a lot of uh, girls I know they all crush on Randy Orton, and while whatever whatever floats your boat, I don't hear that yeah. many people going gaga over Roman, but. Let's ignore that. Roman Reigns yeah. was there to tell everybody that they weren't yet tough enough for him to spear or give the Superman punch to. However, <laughs> however, Bull Dempsey, who, by the way, if you watch NXT, Bull Dempsey's gimmick is that he's fat and eats junk food and William Regal won't let him wrestle. However, he's here on NXT uh, to have Bull Dempsey, of all people, give everyone a sit-down splash from the top rope. Now, let's ignore the <laughs> fact that 
That's not even Bull Dempsey's finisher. Bull Dempsey's finisher is a headbutt from the top rope, but whatever. So they yeah. build up that Bull Dempsey's going to give each and every one of them a big earthquake splash from the top rope. And Bull Dempsey, if you've never watched NXT, he's, you know, 325, 350-pounder, and it's not flab, you know. He covers himself up well, but, you know, it's not defined. He's got a stomach. He's got thick thighs. So, yeah, it kind of looks devastating if that guy's going to jump off the top rope and give you a sit-down splash. Now, yeah, Brian, yeah. we then went to commercial, and when they came back from commercial, um, was Bull Dempsey giving any of them a sit-down splash? No, never. Was Bull Dempsey giving it, giving him a diving headbutt even? No. Or, you know... You know, when he debuted, he was the king of the body slam. He'd give the body slam and the headlock a whole bunch of times over and over in the match. Was he giving them body slams and headlock takeovers? Not that I recall, no. Did Bull Dempsey lay one finger on any of them? You know, I was now that I'm thinking of it, I don't think he appeared anymore in the episode. <laughs> no. Roman Reigns, who was advertised all week as being on Tough Enough, was on the show for at most 90 seconds, long enough to be told that uh, uh, for everyone to say how hot he is, and then he was never seen again. They never did any sort of uh, Bull Dempsey splash to them or anything. You know, not that they really should have. I mean, it's their third week of training, but why would you promote something that's not going to happen? True story. So that did lead to bump practice, and ZZ and Diana sucked at it. They just did normal flat back bumps at first in the ring. Diana, I don't know. She's got a nice ass, and that's why she's on the show. But this girl, I think if you had to have her do a match, she'd be worse than Dana Brooke and Brian's favorite, Eva Marie. Oh, don't make fun of my Eva Marie. Oh. I can't wait for her to come. Oh, back. I'm gonna have to watch her in NXT soon, Brian. So, you know, I don't want to hear your crap. You're not gonna watch NXT oh. to watch her. Nope, only when my boy's on. So that led us to our second pointless challenge of the contest, which we explained. It was taking a flat back bump off the top rope. Now yeah. they did say that they didn't have to do it if they didn't want to, but. You know, no one was going to say no. However, Princess Diana got up there, and I don't know what lasted longer, her delay to take the bump or the audio problems at Slammiversary. (laughs) Poor Tina. Yes. She Uh... stood up there forever. And finally, when she took the bump, like you could – if she took this bump at a regu- in a real ring, she'd be out of the contest right now because she would have killed herself. Because she came down flat on her ass with her arms sprawled out. She would have separated a shoulder. Her back would be so messed up it's not even funny. And it was just awful. And Patrick and Georgia, quote-unquote, won the contest, um, which well, led uh, well. to the most... Yes. It led to the most pointless drama in the history of this show where Billy Gunn told him that someone was going to be eliminated 
which for some reason led to everyone being so totally shocked by this. Uh, so we go back to the house. Diane is bitching uh, because she doesn't like being called Princess Diana, and Dari is the one that keeps ta- calling her Princess Diana. Uh, Dari is pissed because now Diana and Gabby have teamed up, and they went into Daria's room to talk. Of course, Daria's room and Diana's room is the same damn room. And so the girls are bitching, bitching, and bitching some more when finally Diana and Zizi switched rooms because Diana wanted him to fart uh, while they were sleeping, and he wanted him to bother them. And Zizi wanted some pie because he had a chance with any of those females. And that that was the end of the taped portion. I'd say, like, it basically thank God at this point. Yes. And ZZ, by the way, he's a smart enough man to know that the show's PG, because later when Hogan asked him what type of pie he likes, ZZ's like, I like sugar-free pie. And a boy. <laughs> Uh, uh, everyone got told off, including Mata got told off for almost dying in the river. But Mata's defense was that he was on his way back from the boat when he almost died, unlike the other two. And so the three that were up for elimination were Alex, who has who doesn't care about the history, Sarah, who looks like Caitlin, who was up there because she wasn't featured on the show at all, and Diana, who... I wish the vote was for voting for the person you want voted off because I would have voted a thousand times for her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. Um, and then they did quick little interviews with each person uh, to decide, to, you know, to plead their case. And Sarah said that she's not a fitness model or a great athlete, but she wants to win. Yeah, I, like, honestly, she should have gone. Um, Alex said Diana should go home because he needs to stay here because he's tough enough. And Diana just said that, and I quote, she is respect and is best for business. Mm. And unfortunately, Alex is the one voted off. By God. Yeah. Uh, classic. Well, that was tough enough, Brian. Hmm. It was so tense, I could cut it with a knife. Oh, my God. You know, even having a streak of short shows, like a little short-ish, going like an hour or so, tonight we've got an hour and 43 minutes. Yes, I was just going to point that out to you, actually. So, uh, by the way, speaking of uh, Lucha Underground, which Johnny Fairplay was talking about, do you ever watch Lucha Underground? I don't get the channel. So no, I ha- I don't. I know I know about the Rey Mysterio killing that guy thing, but that's that's about it. Well, that wasn't on Lucha Underground. That was something else. That was in Mexico. But uh, oh, yeah, I don't yeah. get the El Rey Network either. But for but it's on demand. Like I can watch it on demand, but I can't watch the actual channel. Go figure. Yeah. Um. Let's. I know I now I know I know I now Z D R R O H. You ever watch it? On there. I watched a little bit tonight before we went on the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, uh, 
I don't know if we talked about this on the show last week. In fact, we probably didn't because it came up over the weekend. Um, but Kurt Angle has a tumor in his neck and uh, is going to get surgery to have it removed. At first, uh, the story was he's going to be out for a year, but it turns out it's a minor surgery and he's going to be uh, out for three weeks. So he'll be back, you know, actually he should probably be back by the next set of tapings, depending on when the uh, when the surgery is, because they're taping at the end of July. And they're taping so much that they're pretty much going to have impact taped up until the middle of November, if not longer. Hmm. Isn't that contract out in September? Uh, yes. Destination America is canceling the contract in September. TNA is hopeful that because the ROH contract runs until December, that T- that Destination America will give him a pass and let him stay until at least the end of the ROH contract. But we'll see, I guess. Time will tell. Uh, by the way, Dixie Carter is now a babyface. Bully Ray is now the general manager of Impact. Yeah, I saw. Uh, yeah. Um, let's see here. Oh, and by the way, Matt Hardy, in addition to having the ladder match, the Full Metal Mayhem match, and the King of the Mountain match, he also had a tables match and a handicap match. That man's a one-wrecking machine. Yeah, plus he wrestled Angle the day after uh, his wife gave birth. Eh, go figure. I don't blame Matt. Uh, so let's see here. By the way, have you been watching NXT and watching the Finn Balor videos yet? No, I, I heard they're really good, though. I heard they were really good. Yes. Well, they're doing uh, the 30-minute special tomorrow night at 10.30, and I think the 30-minute special is just the three videos back to back to back. And honestly, if you haven't seen them, folks, and you're a subscriber to the WWE Network, Go and watch them because they are so awesome, so amazing, and yeah. I did see that. Um, one. I did see one. I'm sorry, I saw the one with uh, what's her face on it. The English, the English check. Well, she's Irish, but she's been on all three Irish. of them. Uh, okay. Well, I don't know which one I watched then. Fuck. Go figure. Huh. Great. Uh, thank you for cussing, by the way. Uh, You've been doing it all night. Fuck, fuck, Hell, fuck, even fuck, Johnny fuck. did it. Even Johnny did a couple. Well, so. well, our guest is allowed to cuss, Brian. No, uh, uh, Rob didn't curse. He thought the show was PG. I said our our guest is allowed to cuss. They don't have to, yeah. but they're allowed to. That's true. I, I guess. Way, I guess I saw. Uh, oh, God. You know who's dropped off the face of the earth the last few weeks? Lauren? No. Axel Mania and Macho Mandow. Yeah, I was going to say, that's true. I haven't seen them since uh, they got destroyed by the Ascension. <laughs> oh, oh, my God, Brian. Are, are you sitting down over there, Brian? I actually just did sit down. Okay, we've got some late breaking news. Yeah. Bobby Roode is coming to GFW. Yeah. Yes. So and he's going to be part of the... No, they're, he's doing an invasion angle. Uh, so he's uh, still with okay. TNA. Yeah. But uh, 
They're doing a one-night tournament July 24th to determine the first GFW champion. If Jeff Jarrett's in that tournament, my money's on Jeff Jarrett to win it. I think everybody is, is money would be on Jeff Jarrett, but, you know, I don't know. I kind of doubt Jeff is going to be in the thing because he's basically admitted that his career is over uh, and he only did the one match in TNA, you know, just because it was the 13-year anniversary, but who knows what he'll do from here. Yeah. <sighs> but who knows? Who knows? Not me. That's for so. Yes, you do. You know everything, Brian. Don't lie. True. True. I will be in Gettysburg next week, hence the show will not be live. It will be pre-recorded. The following episode of the Wrestling Outsiders podcast has been pre-recorded. So, yeah, just a King of the Ring 94, Brian, next week. Yes. Yes. Owen Hart and fame to fame, what? kind of sort of. I said Owen Hart, big push, kind of sort of. Yep. His push to SummerSlam '94. And yes. before we before we get going, you know, gotta play this. Hello, everyone, and welcome on Gorilla Monsoon, along with the Macho Man Randy Ooh, Savage, yeah. and Baltimore's own football legend, NFL Hall of Famer Arno Dallo. And we're going to have a new king crown here tonight. Who do you think that's going to be? Razor Ramon. Razor Ramon. Poor Art O'Donnell. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> yes. So we'll be back next. Bye. King of the Ring 94. Adios, Brian. Adios, dear brother. Hope to hear from you soon. I'm never talking to you again. Why not? I don't know. Alright, fair enough. I'll, I'll see you then. Uh, yeah, okay, bye.